When my wife Karen was a girl, a lot of people said she looked like Queen Elizabeth. I know this for sure. Karen was always my queen. <laughs> Karen and the queen shared a more important resemblance, a selfless dedication to a life of service to God and others. So Queen Elizabeth was always a little special to us. Not long ago, uh, we all watched the incredible outpouring of respect and affection since Queen Elizabeth's passing, and, and she obviously had a special place in the hearts of millions. During her funeral, hundreds of thousands of people in the streets of London in total silence. Did you see it? People waiting in a five-mile line to have one moment of paying their respects. In the center of it all, the flag-draped coffin with the jeweled crown on top. As members of the Royal Guard carried the coffin out of Westminster Cathedral, a very different picture flashed in my mind of a ragtag group of weeping friends hurriedly carrying the brutalized body of Jesus to a garden tomb. Jesus, the one of whom the Bible says they crucified the Lord of glory. God's one and only Son, the Bible says, the King of kings, the book of Revelation says. I'm Ron Hutchcraft, and I want to have a word with you today about the Queen and the King of kings. No cheering crowds, just his jeering crucifiers. No lines of weeping mourners, just mockers who came to watch him die. No royal finery, just a linen robe torn to pieces as soldiers made a game out of it. No jeweled crown, his was made of thorns. The queen was buried in an ornate chapel. My savior was hastily sealed in a borrowed tomb. But this battered man on a criminal's cross was, according to the Archbishop of Canterbury at the Queen's service, who she followed. Her service, he said, had its foundation in following Christ. And he cited the words of the Christmas carol that says, Where meek souls will receive him still, the dear Christ enters in. And I was moved as he quoted her concluding words in a national speech during the COVID lockdown. We will meet again. <laughs> we can all share the Queen's hope which inspired her servant leadership, the archbishop said, serving in life, hope in death. All who follow the queen's example of trust and faith in God can say with her, we will meet again. Because, quote, Christ arose from the dead and offered life to all, abundant life now, life with God in eternity. See, the queen had bowed to the king. And after all the adulation and celebration of her life, that's really all that mattered, huh? When it is our eulogy being read, that's all that will matter for you and me. Did we pin our hopes on the one who died for our sins, not by the cruelty of men, but by his loving choice? Wow, if you've never reached out to him who gave his life for you to forgive your sins and give you eternal life to be with him in heaven forever, why don't you get that done? It doesn't make sense to wait another day when eternity's at stake. Tell him today, Jesus, I'm yours, and boy, I'd love to help you. Be sure you belong to him. Just go to our website. That's what it's there for. That's anewstory.com, anewstory.com. I, I hope you'll check it out as soon as you can. You know, in her final journey, they called it, the queen was surrounded by military escort and hailed by loyal subjects. Her funeral could have been one of the most watched events in human history. But the event that everyone will see is yet to come. When the crucified and resurrected king returns, it says every eye will see him, and he will come, quote, with the armies of heaven riding on a white horse, and on his robe he will have this name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. 
And in our word for today from the Word of God in Philippians 2, verses 10 and 11, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. There will be no need to shout, God save the King, because the King came to save us.